Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of the podcast. Hopefully you're enjoying season four so far. Um, I know seasons are a bit weird. I think that a lot of podcasters go through, you know, trying to figure out what to do with their show as far as do I do seasons? Do I just do episode counts? Um, For me, I fell into sort of just starting seasons. So I figured I might as well just keep going with seasons. And it's a good way to do like new theme stuff. So that's what I'm doing. We're in season four. It's going off, you know, with a bang, I guess, trying to do more local stuff, local to Northern Ontario. Uh, I'm I'm probably going to have like some main, you know, conspiracies and paranormal stuff again, as usual, and guess. But for now, we are sticking with local stuff. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the Podbelly Network. If you're looking for a podcast to listen to or information on starting your own podcast, I would say head over to podbelly.com, check them out, as well as you can find other great podcasts like All Things Star Wars, Changing Hearts and Minds, My Age Podcast, and Podcasts We Listen To. So if you want to listen to a podcast about other podcasts, there there you go. <laughs> you're, you're well on your way to finding what you need. So this episode is again another um, local one it's about a local area in my town and it's kind of got some spooky stuff going on (laughs) so Trowbridge Falls is it's a campground um, north of the city of Thunder Bay where I live it's it's not like so it's weird that we have falls a lot here I guess it's just a thing with northern Ontario where there's a lot of natural waterfalls so south west I guess it is of the city um there's Kekebeka Falls and it's you know a a big actual waterfall and a park and everything kind of pretty famous um and then there's Silver Falls and Silver Harbor which is another spot sort of like I guess northeast maybe of the city um and there's a there is a whole like mining town and stuff there as well and then we also have Trowbridge Falls so the thing with Trowbridge Falls is it's not really like like big falls so it's not like um falls that you would see like Niagara Falls and those kind of things it's more um I guess kind of like little step type falls um the show art's going to be a picture of it so if you see that then you know (laughs) then you know what it is they're kind of like you know uh, just sort of step down waterfalls and not like the really really high ones a lot of people are used to and with it because there's a giant river and rapids and everything around there there's an area called the Cascades which is you know a natural area and it's an area where a lot of people would tend to go hiking and experience nature and I guess the really good thing about where I live is we're completely surrounded by woods (laughs) and the nearest like big cities are far away and no matter where you are in Thunder Bay you're about I don't know maybe 10-20 minute away from a patch of woods um, in my neighborhood there's lots of ones I go to I've gone to, there's like little you know sort of park woodsy areas or you just drive a little bit and you're out in you know the main <laughs> the main bush area it's not really hard to get to anywhere where there's trees and woods around but Trowbridge Falls and the Cascades is one of the more popular areas where a lot of people go for hiking um, there's a campground there there's biking trails as well and it's a really popular swimming spot and the thing about it is the rock around there is shale so it's really flat and really thin and there's a bridge that goes across when you come in you know the park campground 
and you can take these little steps down that go underneath the bridge where there's the river but there's like rock on either side so you can kind of go down there it's really flat so a lot of people go down there and hang out and just go swimming in the shallows the waterfalls are really short so you can kind of sit underneath them and have the water run over you kind of thing um, it's a really it's a really pretty area and it's a really nice area a lot of people go go camping go to hang out go in the summer to get out of the heat and yes you know in, in Canada in northern Ontario we do have hot summers here it's basically like Minnesota where I live it's the closest American state it's the closest climate we do have decent summers and it does get hot so people like to go in and cool off by swimming this is a close place it's just north of town so it's really close you know even if you live on the southern end of town it's, you know maybe a 15-20 minute drive if that to get to Trail Bridge take the highway it's a lot shorter if you live on the north side of town it's only a few minutes so it's really close it's a really nice place to go to they have campgrounds with full hookups for trailers or you can just um like tent there you can tent camp there in the spots so it's a really nice area there's a conservation area cascades um i guess that is very popular for hiking and in the winter there's a lot of time that people go there and do cross-country skiing as well so it's popular all year round in the summer it's very very busy um during the day especially and maybe not so much at night unless you're camping but we're not here to talk about just hiking trails and pretty woods we're here to talk about the fact that it's haunted <laughs> supposedly haunted i don't know how you can actually like le- if some place is legitimately haunted like how you would determine that but with this one it is you know haunted enough <laughs> where i guess there's been a lot of reports of it and it was actually featured on a show called creepy canada so this was a show that was on, I guess, early 2000s. I don't know if it's still on. And every episode would have several little features of places across Canada, like little haunted places, haunted towns, haunted buildings, reports of hauntings or paranormal spots or just sort of spooky areas. And one of them was featured that was Trowbridge Falls. And a lot of the reasons that it's haunted and people, you know, go there to figure out why is because there's been many deaths and suicides there. There's been deaths from, you know, thrill seekers, cliff divers, people jumping off the cliff area into the water or just onto the rocks below. There's been um, suicides that way and, or even, sorry, suicides as well. People doing it intentionally or people just, you know, happening to die as they're jumping off the cliff into the water. And there's also people that tend to drown a lot. So there's a lot of fast moving water. Like I said, there's rapids in the Cascades area there's you know the water is flowing pretty quickly over the waterfall it's easy to get swept away if you're going there and you know partying and drinking maybe you slip in the water maybe you just can't get back out it's really easy to drown so there's a lot been a lot of deaths in the area over the years and that leads to a lot of people saying that it is haunted and I've said many times before I believe that you know I believe in ghosts and I believe that energy can get stuck places so it's very likely that there's so many deaths in a small area that it just, you know, the energy stays and that's that's what leads to the haunting. Um, so some of the reports, there's a report of a dog man, a deer man type creature that, that people have seen. They say it's a, shape, a shapeshifter that switches from human to animal. Um, it could also be a wendigo. That's something, you know, shapeshifters and weird things in the woods. And with it being Northern Ontario, 
there's a lot of native Canadian tribes in the area and you know they all had their historical stories and accounts of spirits and you know shapeshifters as well so that's something that's in the area um the thing with that is it could just be deer <laughs> it could just be an animal with it being a campground in a forest area in northern ontario there's a lot of animals and if someone isn't you know maybe that familiar with animals specific ones or it's at nighttime and they're already amped up and expecting to see something maybe they see a deer and it kind of runs off and it's the way it's standing or the way it's moving looks like it's a creature that's switching from you know animal to human form and back or something like that it's really easy to mistake things in the woods in northern ontario but that's one of the reports that that people say or <laughs> see around here um some of the other ones are there's a woman in white that's been seen sort of in like the open area so when you first go into the park, there's a road that goes to the left, which is like parking lot and sort of day area. And then there's a road that goes north, which is like the campground area where it's the, the hookups for the trailers and everything. Most people go to the main day area. So you pull in a park, there's a parking lot. There's a very big wide open park with a trail that sort of goes around the outside of it, like a, a dirt road type thing. And there's, you know, a playground. And then that kind of goes to where the bridge that goes over the river is and that's where you go down and you can sort of swim and everything so the reports are that it's in this first wide open area mainly because it's surrounded by trees and river that it's really easy to to see something to see apparitions so there's a story of a woman in white um some of the other reports are actually in the woods so there's phantom trail runners and this is actually on the creepy canada episode as well but there's been several reports of it that People that are walking the hiking trails or doing their morning jog, because a lot of people do because it's close in the area, um, end up getting shoved out of the way by creatures or, I guess, spirits, not really creatures, um, that tend to just, like, push them out of the way as they're running. So, I don't know if it's, um, you know, people that were, that were originally, like, joggers, hikers, thrill seekers, you know, cliff divers that either met untimely ends through their own hands or an accident... And now they're just sort of rerunning the trails, you know, just constantly running them. The thing with ghosts sometimes, I guess, is they get stuck in a loop. So they're just repeating something over and over. Maybe that's what they're doing. And I think that the weird part with that is the fact that they're actually shoving humans. <laughs> they're shoving living people. They're not just running through them, brushing past them. The people that actually feel like someone has shoved them or touched them or as they ran past them. Sometimes they see actual figures, like the outline of them. Sometimes they just sort of feel it as they're running. They feel, you know, someone's hands on them. They go to look, there's no one there. They just have like a breeze and maybe brushes their hair in the process and they don't really actually feel someone or that they actually see someone. So they'll be running, jogging, you know, down the trail, even hiking and feel someone kind of brush past them and see sort of a, you know, a hollowed out see-through type person go past them. So there's a lot of reports of the phantom trail runners. Um, there's a lot of trails in the woods um, that go over the main bridge and through the area, lead to other park areas around there, around the river. It's a pretty big conservation area. So there's a lot of different trails. And then there's ones where they're not actual, you know, like marked out trails. It's just trails through the bush. So there's a lot of creepy stuff <laughs> in the woods. And with that, people also just see figures moving in the trees. So you could be walking on one of the trails 
and not actually have an encounter where, you know, a, a phantom trail runner or a spirit has kind of run past you and touched you. And you could be walking on the trail and just happen to look and see something in the woods, a figure following you. There's been a lot of reports of that, of people either jogging or just going for a walk and feeling like they're being watched, feeling like they're being followed, maybe seeing eyes, maybe seeing like an outline of a person that's not really there and sort of just being watched and followed um, down the trails. And a lot of these reports, they're not at nighttime. They're, you know, during the day with with the cases of the people on the trails, a lot of the joggers, the runners, people just walking and being followed. Those are all reports during the day because, I mean, a lot, not a lot of people go hiking at nighttime. So they're not shy. They're not, um, they're not the type of hauntings or spirits that only happen at nighttime. There's, there's quite a few reports during the day. And I don't know if it's just because the woods are just inherently creepy on their own. And that's why a lot of people maybe feel the energy or if they're actually really are seeing something. There's just a lot of reports. And the thing with the area and, you know, if you ask like, oh, where's haunted places around here? People say Trowbridge. Automatically Trowbridge haunted. Um, the other one that gets into being a little bit more creepy rather than seeing just trail runners or people brushing past you is the fact that if you're parked in the parking lot at nighttime a lot of people experience you know loud banging on the sides of their vehicles or noises as well as they've seen someone looking through the windows at them so that's pretty terrifying um a lot of people will go there to park because it's a you know it's a place close to town but it's still secluded enough where you have privacy um, teenagers go there to drink in the parking lot quite a bit there's not security there I mean there's people at the campground but it's kind of on the other side of it so if you just go to the main parking lot area you can park and drink and make out or do do whatever you're gonna do when you park um, and it's it's almost to me like one of those like the the urban legends right it was like the hook guy and the scraping and the banging and stuff it feels a lot like that but I guess if you park there long enough and you're distracted, then, you know, you do end up experiencing what it feels like, I guess, someone walking around your car and banging on the windows, banging on the sides of it. You look, there's no one there. Or you happen to look and there is a face peering through the windows at you. So that is pretty disturbing. Um, and then there's also talk of that the bridge there is haunted as well. Um so like I'd mentioned, when you go into the main park area, there's a bridge that goes over the river, over the river and through the woods, right? <laughs> it goes over the river, there's woods on the other side, leads to a lot more of the hiking trails. The bridge has been rebuilt, but it's still kind of creepy and metal. And, you know, there's reports of it being haunted, where it's either just people have jumped off to try and jump into the water. And unfortunately, it's very rocky and shallow underneath the bridge. Or they've just, you know done it to kill themselves on purpose so that's one of the reasons that people tend to think that maybe the bridge itself is haunted i can speak from experience when you go in there in the daytime it is a little bit creepy because there's like this nice big wide open park area and the river and then the bridge and if you stand not going across the bridge all you see on the other side of the bridge is just woods and if you go at nighttime it's even more creepy because you can't really see all the way across it um there's not like lights on it at nighttime if it's a really bright moon night like a clear sky it sort of lights it up and again it's just woods behind it so 
you can't really see what's going on some could easily be hiding there some spirits could easily <laughs> be hiding there and it's just I don't know if it's one of those things where it's because you have it sitting in the back of your mind that is creepy but it's definitely definitely a creepy place so my experience with Trowbridge is um I actually did a ghost hunt there <laughs> uh, a few years ago I think it's two or three now I decided I was going to do some ghost hunts for the show and you can check those out on my YouTube, Little Geek Lost. They're on there as well. You can go back and find the podcast um, that I did where I went ghost hunting. So we went to two different places. One of the places we went was Trowbridge and went there twice, basically at nighttime, but once during the day. So what I did the first time is we went during the day to sort of get a lay of the land. I hadn't been there in years because even though I live here, it's not a place that I go to often. So I went during the day, saw how the park was laid out, saw the trails um, in the main area of the parking lot, went down by the river, took a bunch of photos during the day of a lot of the areas just to sort of, you know, have a baseline comparison. So if we saw something at night, maybe there was something that was shining on the ground and we'd be like, oh, you know, what what is that? We go back and look at the daytime pictures and it's, you know, a piece of glass or something that was there during the day, you know, have the comparison for at nighttime. Um... Went across the bridge as far as, you know, not all the way across and down the trails, but just sort of in the area and just kind of, you know, got a lay of the land, saw what it was like, had a nice, had a nice outing with the dog and just, you know, a nice little parking, you know, visited a park, um, just check it out. Then went back at night and did, did a little ghost tent. So <laughs> went along the trail, um, went down to the river um, walked on the bridge. I did an EVP with my phone. Um, I don't have a professional like EVP recorder, but I'm pretty sure recording on any electronic device is good enough for EVP. Um, so I stood at the edge of the bridge, um, the main entrance and just sort of did an EVP session of just asking, is there anyone here? You know, is this place haunted? What do you want to say? Those kinds of things. Took some pictures down the water. It actually was really pretty um at nighttime because it was well like I said it was a clear sky there was a full moon so that was extra creepy <laughs> but the moon reflects on the water really nicely so you get like a little really cool reflection and you know it's really cool in the video you can see there's on the YouTube video there's like video and pictures and everything of it and then walked back along the edge of of the park down the trail did more you know EVP along the way kind of near some spots in the woods um, that were a bit more creepy and you know went back to the car and did sort of some EVP sat there for a while listened took pictures etc so before that actually I should mention that um, I went ghost has ghost hunting with my friend to this other area and you can go back and listen to that one it was the first ghost hunt as well there's a podcast and YouTube video for it but when we were done that area we we're like well let's go you know quick drive over to Trowbridge because it was nearby and that one, we went and took a few pictures, um, but there was, it was really foggy out. And then we kind of just sat in the car and I put my phone on record and put it on the roof of the vehicle just to see if there was anything. We sat in the car for a while. And with that first one, um, some of the, we didn't really hear anything on the EVP, but some of the pictures, there's one picture in the fog there where there's sort of like an outline of a person. And the weird thing with that is I don't really know if it's, you know, human brains because we're sort of conditioned to see human faces and figures and things. So I don't know if it was because of that or, you know, if there's actually a weird figure in the fog. 
So then I went back the second time and listened to the EVP. There wasn't really anything on the EVP. There was a couple noises that were really low and didn't register at the time. You know, I was hearing them in time with my human ears, <laughs> I guess. Um, but what I found really creepy. So we were taking pictures down by the water and there was, it ended up being, there was this blue light that showed up on camera. I didn't see it at the time. I was just taking pictures of the moon and the reflection of the water because it looked really nice. And then on camera, when I'm at home checking, you know, the photos just to see if there's anything, there was this blue, blue light down by the water. And it was really hard to figure out what it was. So we we're kind of trying to determine, you know, was it a reflection from something? Was, <clears throat> was it like a piece of dust reflecting in the camera? Was it just something on the ground doing comparison to the daytime shots? Because a lot of the pictures we took were in the same spot. So we stood in one spot in the daytime, took a picture of that area, and then went back at night and took a picture of that area just for a comparison. And there was nothing we could see in the daytime one that would cause, you know, a reflection of the moon or anything at nighttime. And for me, the really creepy thing was that when you zoom in on the blue light, and this is in the video and everything as well, that it looks like an alien face. It looks like the face of a gray. And for me, that was worse than seeing a ghost because aliens freaked me out even more. So I was so terrified that night. I literally didn't sleep the whole night. Like I was just up all night, terrified that I had seen an alien. So that was my own experience with the, with ghost hunting at Trowbridge. I'm going to try and probably go back again this year just because I think that, you know, doing another ghost hunt there would be fun. Um, go a little bit more prepared, maybe get some actual, like a digital voice recorder type thing and not just use my phone for EVP, but I think it would be more exciting to do. Um, I, I like doing that. I like, even though I'm <laughs> totally scared and freaked out of those kinds of things, I still think it's interesting and there's so many reports of it there. So I thought it'd be really cool to do. So that's the story of Trailbridge Falls in Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. It's a famously creepy haunted place. If you're coming through the area um, as a tourist, I would suggest check it out as far as even, you know, a nice spot to go camping and hiking during the day and have a picnic and then maybe hang around at night and see if it's, uh, if it's equally as haunted <laughs> and if you're scared. I don't know what it's like if you're sleeping in a tent there. Me personally, I probably wouldn't camp there, especially in a tent because that seems even more terrifying that, you know, at least in a trailer you have solid walls, I guess, in a tent I'd just be terrified. I think they'd be like Blair Witch and something would come and just, you know, smush your tent and you'd be running through the woods. Um, so that's, yeah, that's the story of Trowbridge Falls. Um, as well, I'm doing, you know, social media type stuff. So if you want a prize pack of stickers and business cards and just podcast and Logie Cloth stuff, hit me up a DM on Instagram at cherry cyanide, cyanide with two N's, or at the podcast pod, or on Twitter at cherry cyanide, and you know, just let me know that you want a prize pack as well. And Patreon is set up now, so if you want access to early episodes, more bonus content, prize packs of stickers and merch and etc., head on over to patreon.com and look for the podcast. There's different tiers, different slices of the pie, depending on what you want to do to support the show. And I would really appreciate it. I mean, getting stuff like stickers and business cards, paying for web hosting, those kind of things all cost money. And having that little bit of extra from people to support that bit would just be amazing. Um, I'm not looking to do this for a full-time job. Maybe just cover the cost of running the show. 
So if you want to throw a little bit of support that way, I would much appreciate it. And you do get shout outs and mentions. So check that out as well. And hopefully you're enjoying season four. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast apps. Just look for the podcast. And as well, the Podbelly Network. Check them out at podbelly.com on the internet for all your podcast needs and wants. And you can find my shop at shop.littlegeekloss.com with all my fun t-shirts as well as everything else, you know, for me at littlegeekloss.com on the internet. Check that out as well.